Hello, everybody. Welcome to King and Cold Ones, a podcast dedicated to analyzing the works of Stephen King. And yes, you guessed it, drinking beers, as you can already tell, because I'm a few beers deep. I'm your co-host, John, and today I'm joined by my trusty co-host, Sister G. What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? I don't have any beers in my system. You have no beers in your but system But I am still slurring my words. You did slur your words. I did. You had some sips of DC over there. You, you've been influencing me. Yeah. I was very slurry off the top right there. <laughs> so I uh, just want to take this moment real quick to to wish Sister G and all the mothers out there a happy Mother's Day, pre-Mother's Day. It's uh, As we record this, it is the Friday before Mother's Day, so... Oh, thank Shout you. Shout out to all the moms. And thank you to all the moms and mother figures out there. You guys rock. To celebrate, we are going to be talking about a book where a bunch of kids die. So that's <laughs> uh, that's that's how we do it, bros. That's the celebration. I think we're hitting our first roadblock or speed bump, we want to say, in the Stephen King reread or read. Yes. It this is, is the first. The first one that we kind of struggle with a little bit. Yes. Did you as well? I did. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Lie. I thought it was just me. No, no, no. I'm okay. not. I'm not a huge defender of this book. I will say there's interesting parts of it, so I don't think it's the worst thing a book can be. Be is totally boring. This book can be boring, but there's some some things that we can pick from it. I think. I uh, agree. It is the long walk. It was a freaking long. It is walk. a long. They should call it the long read. Am I right? You know what's crazy, waka, John? Waka waka waka. John, the crazy part about this is that. We just finished the stand, which is the longest freaking walk there is. <laughs> so what was this felt longer? What was it? Yeah, was this a longer read than the stand for you? Did it Honestly, feel longer? Yes, because I kept stopping it and starting it because it just I just didn't really feel like I knew you know, John knows this, but I like to know a lot of the background of everything. I like mm-hmm. to ask a lot of questions and I feel like I didn't really, like, obviously... This book is vague. Yeah, a lot of it's vague. We don't know... We know certain things are happening, but we don't know why, really. Um, This thing was established. Mm -hmm. I mean, we'll get into it, but... I just feel like I had too many questions about the characters and the the plot. I just feel like it's incomplete to me. An interesting thing about this, so part of this experiment or whatever that we're doing is... So we're reading Stephen King's books in chronological order of publication... So we read Carrie, The Shining, The Sam's Lot, The Stand. This book that we read, I was going to say today, that we read previously, The Long Walk, was written prior to all those other, other published books. So it's a weird way of doing it. So we read all these other books that he was a, better at his craft or whatever. He wrote this book in college, I think. So I didn't know that. And it feels like a guy... Writing a book in college. Yo, I didn't know that, and that explains so much. It explains a lot, right? Yeah. 100%. I was like, how could he go from Carrie to this? Also, The Stand. Yes. Just so, the sheer volume of The Stand alone and keeping that interesting. Not even in terms of length or whatever, but The Stand is a way better book just with character work and plot and all that Exactly. It's bullshit. just more development all around. Yeah. So this book... Reads like a guy that read some Orwell and um, wanted to put his own spin on some Orwell stuff. He just I'll, had an idea and just didn't fully. I mean, execute it for a college person, or like for like if this was a college, you know, project or whatever. Not bad, but right when after we have read four other pretty 
you know, good novels by this guy. This one seems a little not not matching up to what yeah. he got before. That makes me feel better, though. Yeah. That you said that. Oh, no, I, I was, I was going to argue with you. I don't I think... Mean, I don't I, think this is a good book. And I knew that this was under his, you know, what do we call this? His secondary name? His writer is, his, what do they call that? Pen name, his pseudonym. His pen name, I don't know. Yeah. This Richard Bachman thing. I And I don't know what he was dabbling in, but I don't know. I thought I, I thought you liked it, so I was like, mm. No, no, no. I, 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 so I don't like this book. I do think there's like some interesting things to pick out of here and there. but Definitely, yeah. Overall, I think it's, Kind of not great. I think it, ironically, or not ironically, I don't know how to use that word properly, I think it would have been better as a short story and not yes. a novel. John, this reminded me the idea of this whole thing. I know you're going to go into the whole thing, but <clears throat> the idea of it reminded me sort of like a battle royale. Yes. And like Hunger Games, although in Hunger yes. Games, you're just randomly picked. These guys volunteered themselves, right? Yes. Which I can't, uh, the whole time I'm like, why? Unless you're suicidal or egotistical. There's a seed of a very good idea in here. It's like, yes. what if kids were in a contest where they fucking die? Wasn't this like Battle Royale to you? Yes. Um, this is like a more, I don't know if the word passive is the right word, but. So Battle Royale is, is. Battle Royale is like the main one that comes to mind where like kids in a competition have to murder each other. And yeah. Hunger Games came out of that, although the writer says she never heard of Battle Royale, what? which I, I don't I don't buy. I, I think she did hear I, I think she did hear of it. Um But every like every few every few half decades one of these stories comes out where kids have to murder each other and Stephen King would be like, Huh, I wrote a story like that. I'm like, You did but you did you did but you didn't. Like Right, you know, but they like, weren't. And the other thing is, they weren't actively like trying to sabotage each other. Like yeah. they were in Hunger Games. Yes, this is a different animal. Which yeah, I'm. I think I get. I think I know what he's getting at. I'm. I'm which, trusting you to lead yeah. us to the promised land here, John. I sort of know what he's getting at, maybe, but perhaps John, it's all bullshit. John created this amazing outline again. I mean, it's not without that good. this, I don't think. I'd be able to tell the order of things, but yes, John is very organized. All right, not that organized, but I came out with a very bullshit outline, and uh, I cleverly titled the beginning of this outline as background bullshit. The important stuff. The vital information for your everyday life. <laughs> oh, fucking... Uh, all, Mary uh, Beth Denberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all that. Man, that's a throwback right there. Yo, this is like a four-page document, though. Four page. The stand was like twelve pages. Though, yeah, that's so. true. You did your homework, huh? Yeah. So I guess the one of the interesting parts about this book is it's written under a pseudonym, right? So the uh, first book written under a pseudonym I didn't want to review because it uh, bumps me out. It's also not that good. It was Rage. It's about school shooting. Oh, that's right. That's right. I didn't want to get into it, but uh, in the um, Prelude or um, forward, I should say, to the to the collection of the Bachman books. Stephen King is like, so why did I write under a pseudonym? We kind of have two answers. So the first is this guy writes a lot. I don't know if we knew this, but he has published a shit ton of shit. Uh, early back in the day, this is kind of funny now that we that I think about it. Back in the day, 
his publishers thought that he'd be flooding the market with too much content. Mm-hmm. I think that's funny now because now there's just content all around. Yep. There's no worries about flooding the market with content because now it's just like, fuck it, throw all that shit out there. So part of the idea was like, all right, if I release stuff under a pseudonym, I can release more books, also get more shit out there. I'm being productive. Second reason was, can I replicate my success that I had as Stephen King? I think that's the real reason. That's kind of It's an ego thing, I think. It's a bit of an ego thing. He had all that success for the first couple books. Was it all luck? Like, can I do this again? Honestly, this just seems so different from the other books that we've read. I don't know. Uh, I forget where. Somewhere I've read um, Richard Bachman's described as Stephen King without a conscience. Oh. So, so, like, a lot of his, like, Stephen King stuff is like, a little bit warmer. Maybe not everything has a happy ending, but there's, there's like, some hope in it a little bit. In the, in the Bachman stuff, there's little, little to no That's hope. That's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, but I, I kind of like, uh, and the, um, he, he, he finally got found out by a, uh, a book clerk in Washington, D.C., it's kind of uncool. Kind of uncool. The uh, the book clerk in D.C. saw similarities between Bachman's writing and King's writing. Also, apparently Stephen King would dedicate the Bachman books to people close to Stephen King's life. Like, Well, that seems kind of... Maybe not his wife, Tabby, but like maybe his publicist or some bullshit. That seems kind of uh Maybe he's obvious, tipping his cap like, a little come bit. On. Also, lastly, uh, this book clerk went... He found Stephen King's name on the copyrights of the books. Wow. So Before you have to the copy, internet? You have, yeah, you have to copyright. <laughs> so you literally have to go to a building where they have copyrights and shit. You saw Stephen King's name on the copyright of Richard Bachman's books. Apparently, Stephen King was kind of cool with the dude finding out. He said, uh, hey, man, that's okay. Write, write an article to the Banger Daily News or whatever about how you found out that I was Richard Bach. I mean, the right? guy probably felt really cool that he did it. He did probably feel like kind of. I'm cool a sleuth. Yeah, this is like internet deep dive before there was an internet. You know, when people like, actually had to do research to do research. If there was an internet back then, they would have found out like in fucking. Two oh, immediately. Seconds. Yeah, like before it even was like anywhere near published. Interesting little thing. King is kind of ambivalent. Ambivalent. He's like. He does say that he released Bachman books on very to no like fanfare or you know press releases or whatever. Like it was just like let's see what happens. Uh, he said thinner. The last one of the latter books he releases Bachman sold twenty eight thousand copies, which is pretty respectable as a non famous author. Honestly, though, for that book. They might have just thought it was a diet book. Yeah. <laughs> the diet and yeah. uh, wellness industry. Yeah. That, there, there's that possibility. It's <laughs> huge. Uh, he said once uh, it was released that Bachman was king, the book sold 10 times as many copies. Oh, yes. Yeah, he did say that he was planning to release uh, a book called Misery as an ex Bachman book. Oh. And he always, he always has this thing of like, I think that could have made a bestseller without the Stephen King name, but we'll never know. Yeah. But it w- would have been an interesting. <coughs> I would have liked to see what would have happened if he got to release uh, Misery as Bachman. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Because that also deals with authors dealing with bullshit. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Kathy Bateman, Bates 
in that movie I'll never forget. <laughs> I've actually never read that book, so. Uh, we'll, we'll get misery, to it. Misery, misery, misery. Misery, 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 Spider-Man. We'll get to it at some point down down the line. All right, so that concludes my background bullshit for this podcast. As I flip my shitty outline, so shall we dive into the plot proper? Let's do it. All right. Our main man, Ray Garrity, is traveling to a contest with his mom in the car. And his mom is hesitant to have him go. I'll say the intro, pretty good. We're getting questions of like, why did, why is the mom so apprehensive about him mm-hmm. joining this contest? What is this contest? What's going on? And he's very much like, well, no, I have to do it. Honestly, I didn't know. I thought he was entering like the military. I didn't understand what was going on at first. Funny that you say the military thing. I'll bring that up two, two <laughs> yes, hours from now. Yes, yes. Two hours from now. But, yeah. But still, it's like one of those things that like once you sign up, you like can't get out of. Can't get out. You know, or if you do, it's like dishonorable. A lot of shame. Yeah, right? exactly. Kind of that kind of thing. Um. So we, what do we start getting? Um, some hints that people are arriving for this thing. Still unknown thing that's happening. This competition. A lot of young boys, like a lot of teenage boys, are. And why all boys, John? Why all boys? Yeah. Uh, Garrity meets up with a dude named Peter McVries. Um That's kind of the other. Main secondary character, I would say. He has a scar on his face. Seems to be a jokey guy, kind of sardonic. They mm-hmm. become boys right away, right? Uh, then the, people will talk about this this shadowy character called, uh, not the governor, but what's his Or the name? major. The major. The major. Gotta wait for the major to show up. The major's gonna tell us all the rules and all this shit. Distrust. Distrust. So... When I read this book for the first time, when I'm when I'm hearing the major and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, what? I'm getting hints of Orwell stuff or 1984 stuff, but I'm not getting the whole thing. And that's this whole fucking book. It's so vague. You're not getting. It's never gonna lay it out 100. You were just for you. dropped into it. Yeah, yeah. And you're like just showing. You put yourself there. Like you're showing up for this day, this big thing. There's no sense you know. of the world at large with this. This is very much. Uh, it's focused on this. One event, the right. walk. Right. How bad is this government? We don't. We know that there's squads or whatever that take people. That we find out that take people away, but like, yeah, we we never get like. Lots of whys. Lots of whys. Lots of <laughs> who, not who's, but when's and shit too. Like, yeah. when does this take place? Um. But we find out slowly. That the kids are taking part in a endurance competition, a long walk, as you will. They lay out the rules. I, I think they say you have to walk. You walk as long as you can. You have to walk at least four miles per hour. Per hour, Jesus Christ. You get three warnings. Uh, if you fall below four miles per hour for the fourth time, you get a ticket. That's what they call it. A ticket. I ain't do good. like that detail. I like how they don't. They hide that at first. What's what's a ticket? We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Like, didn't realize a ticket meant you're gone. <laughs> and in a brutal way. Yep. Which also made me think, why would anyone voluntarily do this? But it must be for a false sense of honor. People are actually depressed and suicidal. Or they're just so egotistical that they think 
I'm definitely going to win this. Why else would you do this? Exactly. Just you, you feel like you have to. And we're not going to hit every point by, and I have a pretty long outline, but I do not hit every goddamn conversation. There's a lot of philosophical conversation in, the, in this book of why do these kids do these, why, why do these kids enter this competition, basically? Right. I think some self-esteem issues and, all, I mean, all different kinds of things. I mean, the, we you go into it later, but the one guy has a reason afterwards to get into it. Because mm-hmm. he thinks he's gonna, he thinks he's definitely gonna win, and he needs to take the, oh, uh, sorry, reward home to his family, and you know. So on the very surface level, if you win, you get whatever you want. You get all the money that you want, or whatever goddamn wish that you. You want. get Pizza Hut for life. Pizza Hut for life. That would be my thing. But mm-hmm. knowing the consequences, or knowing the odds, there is just a very slim chance. Very slim. You would say one out of a hundred. Yes, winning. yes. Yeah. Is that worth that risk? Yeah. And did they do a thing like they do with? You ever see that show? Um, like I won the lottery. Like oh, there's a ruined show. Your fucking life yeah, or whatever. I feel yeah. like either way, the stuff that you see along the way makes you not enjoy the lottery, or you squander the winnings, or something happens where it's not worth it. I mean, it's really not worth it in the end. They just had to learn it the hard way. Yeah, and that's where I'm not going to – I don't think this is a good book, but and I've like I do think it is interesting. And it might be interesting because of – I don't want to say poorly – it's poorly constructed, but if there's – maybe I find it interesting because it doesn't answer the questions that I wanted to answer. It's not enough meat and potatoes. Yeah. I want more. They offer meat and potatoes, but they don't tell you how they cook it or whatever. Right. Or like... <laughs> exactly. I don't know if that's the that, right analogy, but... That's what it is. I want to yeah. know all the things. They offer... They throw out a lot of shit. He throws out a lot of shit, but the way we get to the shit doesn't quite add up. It This book takes place in a world that doesn't quite... This seems dreamlike to me, if right. that makes sense. Because who would let their son... I mean, this one... Ray Garrity, 16. Yeah. I'm not letting my son, he's still under 18. I'm not letting him sign up for this. Yeah, and we get very little detail about the exterior world. We Garrity, through his internal monologue, I think he says, yeah, you know, I had a dad that liked to drink. He would talk shit on the walk, and he got taken away by the squads. Oh, yeah. All right, so what? what are the squads? I guess the squads are secret police. How big is the walk? Like, is this the only thing that the police state does? They have a walk that... What's the destination again? They're walking up Route 1, right? Yeah, they're on Route 1, but there kind of is no destination. It's kind of just like... Spoiler alert. They all walk until they yeah. don't walk. Until they're, <laughs> yeah. till they're dead or I whatever. mean, they didn't expect them to be walking that yeah. long. It's the farthest walk, right? Yeah, it's just like, how far can you walk? I mean, we were just talking about this earlier... It's like, if you don't sleep for a certain amount of time, you kind of lose it. Yeah. So, like, I think there were parts where I was reading, like, they were kind of napping while they were walking. I'm like, I don't understand. He does. So, I, <laughs> I do kind of like that where, yeah, the people go. He does. I think King does an okay job of, like, the showing the deliriousness, if that's a word. Yeah. Or delusion, I should say. And the madness. The descent into madness yeah. for some of them. There's a lot of madness. And, and the sickness. And how much you think, like, one little thing that you didn't think of could affect you're even as strong and and as prepared as you think you are there's Mm -hmm. going to be something you know you get a blister 
Mm-hmm. And you keep walking on that blister, your whole shoe fills up with blood. Or like uh, the one guy that had like a cold yes. and it turned into like yeah. pneumonia. Like They've referenced the rules every now and then, like the basic rules to like how to survive the longest in the long walk. And they're like, okay, wear good shoes or wear, don't wear like sneakers or whatever. Or, or John, the worst part, the bathroom. Yeah. When they yeah. would have to go to the bathroom, but they couldn't go. And you got to shit in the street, bro. And tummy troubles. And yeah. it's like. Oh, I'd be having some tummy trouble sometimes, too. I'd be having some tummy. So I'd be fucking dead in the long walk. There's like a crowd of people and you have to go. That's another thing. So there's crowds of people cheering these kids on as they're walking. And there's also a t- like TV crews and shit. So it's like, all right, this is like. Weird spectacle. Uh, tele- yeah, it's exactly. That's a perfect word for it. The spectacle. So what is it? Isn't and that creepy? Very creepy. Know what that reminds me of? Like the Coliseum. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I did. I did. Yeah, I, that's exactly what it's like. But it's not like so we're, they're not getting attacked by animals or whatever. It's just like how long it's like them competing against each other. There's like no outside element. It's just and they're not them. even like sabotaging each other. Yeah. They're just walking. It's against the rules to sabotage each other. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it's it's against the rules for them to physically sabotage yeah. each other. I guess they could fuck with each other. Although that one mentally. character kind of screwed. Uh, was it Stebbins? He sort of played some mind games in a yeah. way. There's a there's a ton of mind games that happen. Yeah. I feel like. So. so this is less uh, lion-based and more um, mind games-based in terms right. of fucking with each other. That guy was cunning. Yeah. So I, I guess if we if we kind of talked about it a little bit, but if we want to get to the meat of the shit, uh, as they're walking, one kid gets a cramp as he's walking, <laughs> and he's like, "Ah, fuck!" And he, he like he sits down or whatever. He gets two three warnings and he, he jumps back up he's like okay i'm good i'm good i'm gonna keep on walking eventually the cramp gets him again and this is where everyone becomes very hushed they walk they look back and see when the kid gets his fourth warning or whatever it's not a warning he gets his ticket soldiers blow his fucking brains out bam that's your ticket you're fucking you're dead so that's what this this competition is you walk as long as you can if you've if you go over three warnings, you're going to die by gunshot wound. Wound. No biggie. No biggie. So this is your first time reading the book, right? What are your... I know you're not a big fan of this book, but coming into it, what are your thoughts reading when you see the stakes, I guess? I had no idea like what it was about at all. Mm-hmm. And I guess I... It's, it's I, not a famous Stephen King book at No, this and I just kept thinking how brutal it is. I didn't expect the killing thing. Mm-hmm. And I just, I had so many questions along the way about, like, why and wh- why would you want to do this? Mm-hmm. And I was comparing it in my head to other things, which I do with everything. I don't know. It's a good, con- like, it's an interesting concept. It's a great idea. Exactly. And great idea that doesn't quite pan out to right. a... Uh, and it's true. A lot of suffering out. is, like, a spectacle to people. It's mm-hmm. like that thing where you have to... If you see a car accident, you want to see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can't look away from the, the car wreck, but you know that it's wrong. And nice. all these people that are standing around that know that's wrong that aren't saying that it's wrong. I don't know. It was interesting. And the fact that 
it's hard. It was hard watching them, watching them, reading about them becoming friends with each other, knowing that they wouldn't. I mean, they know they're gonna die. Like they mm-hmm. can't all win. So, I think that that knowing that in your head, because what else is gonna happen? You know that the probably the stakes aren't gonna change. So. And yeah, it, you get. This this was my second time reading the book, and still I'm 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 quite not getting why all these kids would sign up for this, but I'm getting that thing of like, all right, maybe they're just dumb. Ki- Part of it's maybe they're dumb kids; they don't quite understand the finality of what they're signing up for. Still doesn't quite pan out for me. That's that's still not a good answer. Some kids, and, and I I wrote this towards the end of my dumb outline. How bad is this world that they live in? How bad is this, you know, totalitarianistic government? I didn't say that word the right way. This Orwell government, is it so, is everyone so goddamn poor and have no job prospects that they feel like they have to do this? Or what about just social pressure? Social pressure, yeah. and Or shame. If you don't do this, you're not a real quote-unquote man. One kid says he signed up on a whim, and he and that's another thing. They can back out as late as three days onto the competition. And that happened to somebody, right? Somebody got called up. Didn't somebody get called up at the last minute? Yeah, someone got their call up at the last second. They were I like, can't remember. Oh, I guess who it I'll was. go. Yeah. How bad is that? There, and that's another thing with this book. There are a ton of characters, and they all kind of blend together a little bit. Hundred uh, percent. I thought the main character was. So I knew Garrity was a main character. Garrity's a main guy. The McFreeze guy, I think I also thought, is he? And then I couldn't figure out who the main guy was. I knew it wasn't Stebbins. So, yeah, <laughs> our, I guess our big three, it's Garrity, uh, McFreeze, and Stebbins. But Stebbins is like the, like the he's a main guy, but not a main guy. Like he's, you know, he's going to be there until pretty much the end. Uh, then you have... Uh, Olsen, I want to say, who's like a happy-go-lucky kid at first, but then he quickly turns into this fucking walking corpse. He, uh, I kind of like, I, I guess that if we want to dive into that a, little, that a little bit. So I think it's Olsen. He was very jokey, at, and that's part of this. They're sixteen-year-old kids; they make a bunch of dick and fart jokes and stuff like that. And that's that's what Olsen was like at first, and then as the walk goes on, he just becomes this ghostly kind of figure and he's just like this zombie kind of guy eventually he tries to just like he starts pleading with the soldiers to let him just like take a rest or whatever and obviously these soldiers are just like no fuck off bro that's not gonna happen but they make king makes olsen go on forever and ever. it takes olsen a while to die i feel like so sad um one of the early kills is we touched on it a little bit. It's I think it was a black guy, a black kid that um, wore sneakers that weren't running shoes or whatever. I, I hated the detail that we heard that someone went up to him <laughs> and he's just like, "Yeah, my shoes are filled with blood right now." Yeah, and I, 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 that's an image that kind of freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, that was really freaky. I think he gets his three warnings. On his third warning, he starts sprinting, and then like. I think King says that he gets so far ahead of field, eventually he falls, and then you just hear gunshots, which is haunting. I so I like parts of this, but like I I, I like 
I don't like it. Like I don't find it intriguing. Yeah, I find it intriguing. I don't enjoy children getting murdered. Right. But I, I I find that you know intriguing or whatever. Is it? There are things about this book that are. Yeah, there's definitely like a. Yeah. It's, it's not a, a trash book or whatever. No, I yeah. I think it just it feels like it could be more. Yes, that's why it's. It feels like the person, maybe the person that wrote Battle Royale, read this and is like, "Hey." Not saying that I have no idea. No, it's just like the little the sprouting of an idea, and it branched off off into this, and then it could have been just developed more. Mm -hmm. The idea of it, though, is the kids entering this competition that you can't get out of to try to come out to the other side. I don't know the the ending also. I don't know. We'll so get there. How do but. we feel? So we talked about this a little bit. So how do we feel that in the Hunger Games, that's like the most popular version of this, they are picked. Like they have no choice. In this, they sign up for it. Hunger Games feels worse to me. Right? Because you feel, I feel like it's more of a desperate thing, whereas your choice is taken away. In this, Your you're like, away. in this, you're like, all right, why did you sign up for this? Dude? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Unless you were lied to about what it was, but yeah. it doesn't seem, it seems like this is a well-documented event every year. So. And maybe that's the nature of this story where King keeps everything pretty vague. Like, you get a good idea of how oppressive the government is in the uh, Hunger Games books. Like, you get a good breakdown of, like, all right, you got the capital. They have all the fucking money or whatever. They right. pick all the it's fucking It's very literal. Food. It is very literal. But it's a what? I forgot that too. When I, I remember when The Hunger Games came out, everyone was talking about, you have to read this book, you have to read this book. I'm like, I'm going to read this book. I didn't know it was a YA book. Oh, yeah. So I was looking in the fiction section. I'm like, where the fuck are The Hunger Games at? And it's like, I love that you read The Hunger Games. I did. I read it I, too. You probably could have just borrowed it from me. I, I probably could have. Uh, I've read them and like it's fine. Uh, it was, it's, it's again, it's a better concept than people executed. I think, although people love this, it's books. not te- people like, love those books. So who am I? Honestly, to like judge? I don't hate the Hunger Games. I, I mean, obviously, some stuff is cheesy. No, it bugs me. Random, randomly, I think. Go that, on. I think. I think that book is written in present tense. I don't me. remember. I think it's written in present. Guess what? I, I could be an in, asshole. You know what I lump that in with in my on my mind? I lump it in with Twilight. It's Twilight. And that writing great. for Twilight yeah. is just oh man. If if I read again, he murmured. He murmured <laughs> softly. I'm like, <laughs> but still, we read these things. Yeah, I talk. I talk. Uh, I talk a lot of shit about Twilight, but I always say this: I'm glad I got kids to pick up books. Yeah, so, I don't listen. It, it's the so. kind of stuff that is mindless entertainment. Yeah. And guess what? Whatever. I read it. Hey, man. Guess what? A, a kid that reads Twilight, maybe they'll be like, all right, what other fucking vampire book can I yeah, read? Yeah, exactly. So, good shit. So, Stephanie Meyer, I am sorry for talking so much shit on you. Also, you don't care. You made all the money. You're so, filthy rich. Yeah, you're filthy rich. You don't need me saying sorry to you. But good job. Thank you for your service. Go enjoy listening to Muse on a private island. You deserve it now. <laughs> she did like Muse. She did. It's I like Muse. I like. It's funny. But it kind of. I heard it too much. Isn't it funny that Muse was such a big 
inspiration or a muse. <laughs> well, but you know what, what? Why would like? Don't get me wrong. I like Muse, but no one's no one else is like yo. Muse is like life changing to me. It's not life changing. I guess you got to be in a mood. I guess. I listen to that soundtrack if I'm in a um, a rainy day mood. I'll put on the Twilight soundtrack. Listen to some Paramore. Fucking overcast outside. Yeah, literally, you know, yeah. like you're like you're living in um, what Seattle? Yeah, or Washington. Sorry. I will say this. Forks. I, it, I bet it does look like that a little bit in Washington. I've never yeah. been there. I'm just an ignorant. Not in Seattle. In Forks. It's Forks. Ah, I'm sorry. Sorry. Apologies. Apologies to all our. I know. That I can't get in. this wrong. Yeah. <laughs> They'll come after us. For real. All right. Um. Should we uh, hit on Scram? 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 Let's try. All right. Scram. We find out. Oh, yes, this guy. A kid, basically a kid, is married with a child on the way. He does not have a lot of prospects outside of this. I feel like he said he didn't have a education, maybe, or very limited. So I will get that. So I will give the king this. He is giving most people, it does seem like most of these people are lower middle class Although they don't, they don't seem dirt poor. That's that's part of it too. That's not quite matching up with me. This but, guy did he put his wife through school or something? He was. It was one of those classic of uh, my wife is going to college and I'm working kind of thing. When that was still a possibility back in right the seventies or whatever. And he wanted to basically the reason why he got into this is because he wanted to create a better life for his child that was on the way. I do like this. He is the Vegas odds-on favorite to win. I do like the fact that Vegas still exists in the shit world <laughs> and that there's bets going on about this. So, And I kind of like this next part where Scram, he's not a dick, but he's like, I think we're going to win. He's just confident. He's a confident guy. He's not showboating. He just believes in himself. And Garrity's like, well, why don't you think I could win? And Scram's like, well, you, you kind of don't have anything to <laughs> win for. He probably has the same questions we have, which is, why did you enter this yeah. in the first place? Do you have a death wish? So I think Scram, Scram, I don't know how I'm going to say his name. He seems like a simple man he with seems, a simple plan. Not to, be, <laughs> not to be mean, he seems simple enough to think that he could win. So he's only entering because he thinks he can win. I'm winning for you to call him a simpleton. <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess the interesting parts, if, if we dive into the other characters, why do they enter... Garrity. Why? It's a lot of, I think we're getting to a lot of self-hate stuff with him. Yeah. Is it because um, of his past? Yeah. Do we want to touch on that a little bit? So. Yeah. As Garrity's walking, he's uncovering these like repressed memories or whatever. And he remembers a homosexual experience that he had with a buddy back in the day. And it kind of freaks him out. And, and is is this, does he... Is it like a subliminal thing that he, he hates himself for having these feelings for his same-sex friend back in the day? And he's, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 but that's an interesting wrinkle, I think. Right. I mean, that makes sense. So maybe he does have a death wish. He yeah. doesn't want to admit it to himself, but if this isn't in the back of his head, then he has, a, he has his girlfriend and his mom to live for, but... How, also... How much this, does he love his girlfriend? This must have been a little uncomfortable for you to read because this book be, uh, how do I put this? 
This book feels like it was written by a guy that wanted to have sex that wasn't having a lot of sex. Oh, it was sex. just, yeah. I feel like it's <laughs> awkward. Uh, so. Although, John, if we're going to get into that, side note real quick. Yo, when I read it, mm-hmm. I just kept thinking, but this is why. There's certain oh, parts there's just, I like, know, I know. weird scenes happening with children, and I'm like, I don't understand. It, my top three books of all time, but I cannot reconcile the, uh, when, when someone has those criticisms, I have no good argument. To, like, why did that have to happen yeah, I, I, to further the situation? I have no good defense, I should so, say. maybe this is just a Stephen King issue. And that's uh, and that's the thing. So Stephen King will drive you fucking nuts with. Uh, Has he said anything about any of this? Do you he, know? He's commented on the it thing. What does he say about that? And I wonder why, if they've done like reissues of this book, like have they taken that out? So he has said, I didn't quite think about it. I could be paraphrasing this wrong. But for the, trying trying to talk about this without John has had two beers given I'm, I've had I've had more than two beers okay so there's an infamous sex scene in it uh, a lot of people take um, umbrage with it or uh, they have they've criticized it King said at the time he didn't quite think about it of like it was just the group was it a coming of age thing it was for like him? A, a, that's it's the most literal metaphor for coming of age Okay, it's I so kind of get what he's saying. Fucking but on the nose. Yeah. Okay, um, I thought that was too obvious. And he's like, I, I didn't, he, he said he didn't think about it as much as, as other people have thought about it. Yeah. Um, if that, if, if that book was written today, there's, I don't no, think that would there, there's no way that's getting past editing. Yeah. King was such a fucking name at the time that, that he wasn't sense. getting cut. Like yeah. his, his, his pages weren't getting cut, I think. And it's not short. Like, that, it's no, it's not, not a short book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, not. thanks for explaining that. That seemed a little too obvious. It's a but half explanation at best. It, it does, at least, because I'm like, this doesn't really need to happen. I don't understand. But oh, the I whole book is like a coming of age book. But I hate that part. If I'm not a fan of like censoring shit, but I always like think about how do I make this better? How do I... It, I'm a fan of editing. So sometimes yeah. that kind of stuff cheapens it a bit. Yes. Yes. So you I'm, don't need to go there. I'm totally with you. I hate that part of the book. Fucking yeah. hate it. So I will say this. Not to, I've heard um, females, ladies, whatever you want to call them, actually <laughs> females, de- de- ladies, defend yeah. that part of the book. Like way smarter people than me. Because she took the power? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, um, she yeah, made and, the, called the shots. Yeah. Uh, so I've on other Stephen King related podcasts, I've heard women kind of defend that. I and can see that. A lot of them are like, yeah, I don't think it's as bad as people think it is. So I would never have interpreted it that way, but she did take charge and that was her decision. It's not like anyone forced her to do anything. As dumb as dumb and as gross as this is, it was her like, all right, let's like, we're gonna calm down, right? And uh, I don't want to think. I, I, me saying I don't want to think about that is about calming people down mm-hmm. and getting their head straight. Not a fan of it. Don't like <laughs> it. But there's some defenses out there of it. 
Well, at least there's some theories. There's yeah, uh, there's theories about it. Some people can make sense of it. And we can dive more into that in a couple million twenty books. books, Twenty is it twenty books? I don't know. You would know better than me. So this book was published, uh, the book that we're doing right now was published in 79. I think it was published in 84. What a great year. (laughs) Freaking great. Not that Gina was born in 84. She was born in 97. Right. Like me. 1997. Because we're twins. No, I wouldn't make myself younger than that if I could. I'd be a, I'd be a, uh. Where's 22 at? I'd be 22. 22 is pretty good. Yeah. Hey, isn't that a Taylor Swift song? Is it, Teeny? It's in a Taylor Swift song anyway. I'm sure it is. She's she's written a lot of songs. Anyway, uh, shout out to Taylor Swift. It's Taylor Swift uh, weekend in Philadelphia Happy right now. Swiftness to everybody that celebrates. Uh, Teeny is going to two shows. Teeny's indoctrinated into Taylor Swift She's cult. Taylor's number one fan. Yes. Single white. Uh, Taylor Swift female, yes. Lots of glitter, lots of magic. I'm excited for all the people that are excited for Taylor Swift. I, I feel the same way. I was just yeah. saying, I love the hype. I'm happy that people are excited for stuff. Yeah, the hype around anything like sports or anything, I love when people are happy. They have a reason to be happy about something. I'm, yeah, now I'm getting this where people are tangentially excited for me about sports, where like if, like if the yeah. Flyers were ever good, God forbid, that's never going to happen. But the idea if the Flyers were good and other people see how excited I am, that they get like that kind of buzz off of me i mean what about uh the phillies when the phillies were rocking it in october i mean this place has never been i mean it's been since what 2008 Mm -hmm. i mean man they were chanting that song dancing on my own gee we've only seen two championships in our lifetimes i know we are we're not old (laughs) but we're also not young at this point so I'd like to see a more a few more championships before uh, you know. I think we're I th- before we kick the bucket. Yeah, before, I think well, I think we will. Hopefully, and I will watch it safely from my house and not with screaming Phillies fans yeah. <laughs> at the not, stadium in the throng of fucking psychopaths. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yes. But first, we have to get there and win. Yeah. All right, Scram has kids, or has a kid on the way. He's gonna make that money. So we get the idea that he is a sweet but dumb, dumb person. He has a purpose. Yeah. Um, if we want to go more on the self-hating, I don't, I don't want to sound, uh, I'm trying to sound the most PC way of hang, saying this. I think Garrity hates himself for having gay feelings. For not being quote-unquote normal. Yes. Uh, he can't accept himself. At one point, McVries jokes with him. He's like, hey, man, I might have a crush on you. Right. And that freaks him out, right? Like that kind of, he doesn't He flips that. out, yeah. There's something there, right? Like there, there's like. It, he, it definitely, he definitely hit a sore spot. Yeah. And everyone could see it. So he probably felt more exposed at that point. Oh, and also, um, going back, what about that uh, douchebag Barkovich? Do you remember Barkovich? He was like the uh, I'll dance on your grave kind of... He was like an um, instigator. Yes. So, I, w- I will say this. In um, in a lot of Stephen King books, there's a lot of characters that will have like their catchphrase or whatever. We get an early one here where Barkovich is, I will, his catchphrase, I'll dance on their graves or I'll dance on your graves. And he's like this 
know-it-all guy. He's he's the one guy that's super competitive that is saying he's going to win the whole time. No one likes that guy. Don't no be one, that guy. No one likes him. He gets into an altercation where a kid tries to fight him and falls and he gets killed. So everybody right away just like hates Barkovich. Doesn't he sort of, does he brag about that afterwards? Kind of. He's like, he he's, not, he's unapologetic. He's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. He shows no remorse or whatever. Yeah. yeah. What's the deal with, because um, I don't remember this, McVries. It's been a few weeks since we read this, folks. Why so does, we, we, listen, John tried to make this happen a couple times. I think I was just like, let's not do it. We have to do it tonight or <laughs> it's just going to be all gone. Yeah, I was like, next. we could do it next week. And yeah. then I realized next week would never happen. Yeah. But we we do this one. We get to move on to the Dead Zone. Dead Zone is a very good book. You will like that book. I I'm excited. I, I yeah. read, I actually did read a preview. I read like the back cover and I was like, nice. you know what? This is an intriguing idea. Have so you, you haven't seen the movie, right? No. Good. I didn't good, know there good, was good, a movie. Good. So there you go. Chris, our boy Christopher Walken. Great movie. But Ooh. Read, read the book first. I will then, not taint yeah. my experience with yeah. the uh, book by watching the movie. So I will read the book first. Spoiler. Uh, th- Hi, Jinx uh, and Sue. De- dead, <laughs> Hi, Jinx. Dead Zone would be, I think it would be in my top five. Really? Yes. Yeah. First Stephen oh. King, I would say. Not John, overall books, but that is a don't want to hype it up too much for you, but I think that's a bold statement right there. A tier or S tier, whatever they call it, top tier book. Ooh, I think it will be the best book we have read so far. If that makes sense, yeah. I also enjoyed the ones we've done. Well, I've never seen The Stand, but like I think part of the reason why I like the ones we did so far is I've seen the movie counterparts and I have mm-hmm. good vibes about. All of them, so that affects it. So now I'm just going off of the pure reading of the thing. So the thing I think about with um, the Dead Zone, it, it has length, but it's very. It is very. There's one. I love the stand, but there's like a million characters in that. Yes. Uh, the Dead Zone has a few characters. But it's very kind of plot focused. It's easy to follow. Very easy to find. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Especially so after this, I thought this this book that we're currently talking about. I was getting the characters confused. It was like I was reading Harry Potter, and these <laughs> new concepts were introduced to me, and I'm like, "What?" It's also going to be a bit of a mind fuck for you too, because so this this book that we're reading right now is actually written like it's one of his first written books. <coughs> the next book that we read, he'll be a seasoned writer, and he'll be back. Right. It'll be like when a TV show sucks for a bit. And then it gets good again. You're like, what the fuck happened? And it's a miracle. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited about that. So, yes, th- we, we get through this. We get to move on to the next level. Yes. We'll level up. Um, what's, I get- but what's the deal with McVeigh's? Like, why is he, what, what's his, why is he here? So his thing. So he, one of his early things is like, he has a scar on his face. He has like this weird sense of humor he has like a gallows kind of humor so he's one of the guys that wants to die i think i think i don't remember any background about him really i don't know why his thing was um it it comes very it comes pretty late in the book he's he kind of confesses to uh garrity like yeah i had a girlfriend i moved in with her last year she made more money than i did um we got into an argument one time she 
she cut him. That's how he got. I don't scarred. remember this at all. I don't know why. I'll say this. I forget the nature of the argument, but I think it was tied to money. I think okay. it was like... So he felt like... He felt smaller than she was because she made better money than he right. did. And then I think his thing was like, well, I have nothing better to do. I might as well just join the walk. No uh, self, self-worth. Yeah. Or low self-worth. Yeah, very low yeah. self-worth. That's sad. So, so I think he's one of the ones that fall into the bucket of, I want to die. Uh, or Scram is like... Or maybe this could earn me back... Or, yeah. Some kind of respect. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Good point. Scram is the, I'm so dumb, I think I can win, that right. I don't want to die. McVries is the, uh, I kind of want to die. Or if right. I win, bonus, I get a bunch of money or whatever. Right. Um, and flipping over my notes... All right, should we dive into Stebbins a little bit? I don't like him. <laughs> That's all I can say. I will say this. I like how he's described as having, I think he's described as having like purple pants. I just think of uh, MC Hammer. I thought you were going to say Barney. <laughs> Barney too. <laughs> and Barney. But he's They're like this. Plum. He, he, like the rest of this book, he's like this questionable, we never get the full story with him, or we kind of do. But God, who does he remind? He reminds me of like a slithering <laughs> snake i don't know he's uh described as this like constant like he seems always cool always to himself he never takes a <laughs> warning or whatever he's just constantly walking and not showing any signs of stopping and he does play mind games with people yeah i feel like he thinks he's better than everybody else yeah and he's not afraid to say that at so one, many words. At what point during one of um, Garrity's, like, insanity spells, he goes to talk to Stebbins, and he's like, hey, man, like, what the, what the fuck's the story here? And Stebbins is like, you should go talk to your boy Olsen. He has it all figured out. And Olsen's the guy that, like, kind of from Jump Street, he's been fucked. Like, he's just, he's been walking forever, but he's just... Not quite there. It's not anymore. looking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was always gonna die. It's just like when is he gonna die? Yeah. And Stebbins, like it, it was a game it was like a trick that he played. He got Garrity to go talk to Olsen and he said Olsen off to go basically self destruct and kill himself. And by kill himself I mean give up. Gave up. Yeah, Olsen's death is pretty fucked up where he, I think he approaches the soldiers and they start to shoot him. And Olsen just keeps on getting up despite multiple gunshot wounds. He starts to pick up his own entrails and shit. Oh, yeah, that was the Not gross one. Not too gross, but it's a very haunting, like. That was the worst one, I think. It takes a minute for Olsen to die. Um, that, that, and, um, that was a really bad moment. The rest, the part where they didn't have a restroom, I'm just like the humiliation of that. Yeah. Just there were so many parts that I was like, "Oh, this does." I can picture this in my mind. It's there's not a, good. There's a random kid that just uh, goes crazy at one point, and he approaches. I don't know if they're tanks or whatever, but they're they're one of those vehicles that just kind of have those tread on them. Oh yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, this kid goes up to one of those vehicles and tries to hop on and tries to like, hey, give me a break or whatever. They knock him off and his ankles get run over. Ugh. And he's screaming, my feet, my feet. And I like this, the horror of this. The soldiers still give him three <laughs> warnings. 
obviously, despite him being totally unable to walk anymore, they say, warning one, warning right. two, as he's screaming out, and they fucking shoot him eventually. At that point, I'd be like, please. Yeah, for and the just like, love of God. So that's, it, it, if I'm going to award my top horror moment of the book, that would probably be, I'd give it to that one. That was pretty personally. bad. I can't lie, you're right. So, uh, I'm trying to think. Following the characters down the rabbit hole. The motivation <laughs> for Garrity the whole time. So, weirdly, Garrity's like the hometown <laughs> kid. So the walk starts on the main, I didn't know this, by the way, main apparently borders with Canada. Hmm. I probably should have known that. Route 1? Yeah. It yeah. goes all the way down well, to the U.S. Well, I say yeah like that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Garrity kind of has home field advantage where he sort of has a good idea of where all the roads go. and sh- His main motivation is to get home to see his uh, mom and his uh, girlfriend. And, and kids bust his balls all the time. He's like, oh, you're going to see your girlfriend and shit. It's like, again, to what end? This is such a weird book. Because <laughs> all these kids are going to die. So it's, That's the weirdest part. You can't right. really, you don't want to get attached to any of them because you you know it's not going to, even the, their friendships, it's like hard to watch. Yeah. Because you're like, they're, one of them is, only only one of them is going to make it out. And there's little little images that I remember. Um, I remember at one point, McVries does have a freak out where he stops walking and just starts yelling at soldiers, and Garrity saves him. Right. That's pretty big, I guess. Because he could have just let him go. That would have been the responsible thing, or really it ends up saving him in the end because McVries kind of saves Helps his Helps him ass. again. Yeah, yeah. So that happens... Little weird images and more things I'm remembering. There's another kid that has uh, 99 pennies in his pocket. <coughs> Every time he hears a gunshot, he drops a penny on the ground. I do like that. I don't know. Yeah, something there's about good, that. Like, there's good literary things in here. That right. I like that. I like that. Um, Garrity says that's like kind of morbid or whatever, and the kid's like, just, that's, that's how I have to do it, man. That's yeah. like my... That's keeping me sane right now or whatever. Something to hold on to. Literally, In yeah. the midst of I all this. Of. You know? It is a long walk. It is a very long walk. And you're <laughs> like, how... The whole time wondering, first of all, some of them are eating liquid liquid meats. Like shit. <laughs> like, I don't know what <laughs> Like it, bad Slim Jims <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, it's the way that it sounded like a, pack, a, a meat pack and... and you get as many water fills as you want, but you only get like food fills like once every twelve hours or something. I think. And you need to eat that food to keep the energy, but also like you have to go to the bathroom and yeah, you're so you're you're walking in that. Gotta take a shit in the road. You know road. when you feel gross and you you want to take a shower, you can't, <laughs> and you got to keep walking. Imagine you just keep on walking. Yeah, it's horrible. So all that physical discomfort, plus being tired. Plus, knowing that if you stop walking, you're gonna get shot. Yeah, there, there's a good, um, a good early challenge. It's actually we, we're probably past this in the review, but fuck it, whatever. There's um, like they have to climb a huge hill, 
And that's where a lot of people kind of bite it or whatever, like where they just like, I can't fucking do it. Just, just, they just sit down on the yeah. hill and they get murdered. Um, so going back to our notes. So, oh, our boy Scram he took off his shirt in the middle of the night. Then he gets hit. Oh, with this guy, no. The pneumonia. You know after that. You know he's fucked. Yeah. You know after that he's done because his stamina is going to go down. He's just going to feel like crap. Eventually, uh, so people go around and they're like, all right, whoever wins, we have to give Scram's wife some cash. Which is like, kind of nice. It's like the, um, and that is kind of nice, right? Like whoever wins, you know, she has a kid on the way. There's going to be no record of that anyway. Yeah. They- <laughs> anyone, everyone could have promised and they could just easily have not done done the thing, but right. fuck it. So Scram eventually, like, he goes off into the woods with, like, a few partners, and they're just like, all right, we're dead. That sucked. But die. the the guy that had the odds of winning, Vegas had yeah. as a winner, he's gone, so it's anybody's game at this point. Anybody's game. Well, any remaining person's game. <laughs> but, I mean, in my mind, John, I could see that it was always going to be down to, like, three people. Yeah. And it seemed like it came out that way. Uh, if we want to go back to our favorite boy, um, Barkovich, so everyone fucking still hates this guy. <laughs> Eventually we, we find out that he's very, um, well, I think it's pretty obvious. He, he is, uh, insecure. Right. He wants people to like him, but he goes about it the wrong way. Yeah. He, he acts like such an asshole. Then eventually he pushes them away. And Gary goes up to him. He's like, dude, do you want everyone to hate you and want you to die? And he's like, no, but this is just how I do things. And um, his end is pretty brutal. He survives a whole night. Someone asks if he's still alive. And he says, I think he does his, I'll dance on your graves. And then he starts ripping his throat out. Just like like clawing his throat out. Billy just kind of. He loses it. Then he gets shot, I think, after that. But like, let's so, put this guy out of his misery. And that's a weird part of this book too. There's who's the antagonist? It's a shadowy, uh, not the governor, the um, the, the major. major. They refer to him every now and then as like this all-knowing, all-seeing kind of guy. There's not too much about him though. No, what does he do? He he runs the secret police. He runs the long walk. Right. What does he do? Why do we, we have to know. respect this guy? Yeah. Just because he's a figure of authority? How much power do these guys have? Like, seems like a lot. Yeah, it seems like a lot. Well, once you're in, you're in. So. Yeah, I just, we never get a better, and I always, I keep on going back to it. Well, so, the most comparable novel I can think about to this is 1984. That book does a good job of building, building out the world and showing how deep the government is into your lives, where they have cameras in your fucking apartments it feels like that's happening now which we have now our fucking phones are our cameras it's right true. now but we're totally fine with it we're carrying them around right now because we can watch youtube and shit and i mean spotify. it is convenient <laughs> i can't lie <laughs> so, so, so 1984 they can get spotify on their fucking cameras but we can get them we fell for the trap yeah we really did with we, shiny objects fucking big brother bro yeah it's true they're listening right now yeah there's subscribers to yeah, this podcast. It's, 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 so government, if you can like and subscribe to our podcast and get give give us more listens, and can shit. you sponsor us? <laughs> we won't do a long but walk that's, though. 
this feels like I keep on going back to it. It feels like a book written by a, a kid in college, though. It feels like someone that had read Orwell a few years before. He has a pretty good idea of like a good p- pitch for a novel. John, but what's that? Uh, we're not quite short there. story about that. The people who get stoned. The lottery. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of lottery in that. Yeah. In this, yeah. A, a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. It's all the same kind of feeling to me. Yeah. But this is there are voluntary, the, so it's different. Yeah. There's the makings of a good writer in this book. It's good ideas. Just need to be fleshed out a little more. So if we want to redo this podcast in 40 years, we should start with this book and then progress to Carrie, and then we could see the real progression. Because That's true. Clearly, this is not on the same level as The Stand and Sam's Lot. Right. The Shining. Right. I mean, it was hard to... It's hard after that to keep the momentum going. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, he did. He did. Because he started with this. Yeah. You know, and went to that. But we don't know... I mean, I didn't realize that until now. You told me. I mean, I didn't didn't realize how early this book was written. But, yeah, it, it was written a lot earlier than the other shit. All right, should we get into the home stretch of the plot? Let's do it. All right, so Stebbins, his big reveal. I gotta say, I felt hints of this. I knew that there had to be some weird connection. Had to be some kind of connection, right? Of him, basically because he was, I mean, for a while there, he was showing no signs of weakness, but he was an ominous figure. He eats jelly sandwiches by himself? That's yeah, lonesome. I mean, I guess I won't even call him lonesome. He's just a solo guy. He liked to be solo. He was just trying to get through. They describe he describes himself as the rabbit from like a rabbit where dogs chase him, like in one of those dog races. And also, <coughs> I don't know if I saw this online or in the book. I think they describe him as a Cheshire cat from yes, Alice in Wonderland, where he's like this. He thinks he's better than everyone. Better he's than everyone. He's smart. He's, everyone. He's, he's He's one step ahead. He knows something like a, they don't he's know. Like a, he's like a riddle. Like yeah. yeah, you can't quite figure him out. Until what's his motivation? I mean, now we know. Now we know he is. He confesses to uh, Garrity. I am the son of the major. What made him confess that? Or were they just at that point where there I weren't a lot of people? Yeah, I think they're just kind of at the point where a bunch of people died around them and. Sevens was always pretty clear up front. He's like, I'm going to win this shit. It doesn't matter what you guys do. I'm going to win. He didn't care about being friends with anyone. Yeah. Because he just wanted to win. There was no doubt in his mind that he was he was going to win. <laughs> my, my, our cat just made a loud noise. Um, so the reason why he wants to win is because, so his father is the major. Mm-hmm. I guess he's an illegitimate child. Yes. And... um he wants his prize that he's going to pick is he's going to live with him, right? Yeah. Is that the prize? Okay. So he just wants basically acceptance and to be acknowledged. Again, is that how you're reading it? No, yeah, yeah. I am. I like... That's the thing. Like, I, I keep on... I, I, I feel like I'm coming off on this. I, I like a lot of the stuff in the story. Somehow it's just not all adding up to a good book. I don't know... Because there's not a lot of there there. You know what? I, I think I expected, I, I don't know, I just felt like more was going to happen before the end. 
So yeah, this is your first I time guess. reading this. So you have. So I read this before. I knew what I was getting into. Your first time reading this. Was this like a torture? Was it this felt like, like a trip to nowhere? <laughs> yeah. But like, also the inevitable is looming over your head. So you're like, what's what could possibly happen where these people survive? Also, I usually like. You like answers. Not to, I like answers, and not to be like a total dork, but like I do like happy end, not happy endings. But at least if it's like a everybody's not dead kind of ending. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> this one it just felt like hopeless. I would Very, say. So I. As as someone said before, not me. Uh, Richard Bachman, Stephen King, without a conscience. So it's like. Yeah. No, no happy endings here, or. Very little chance for happy endings. That's what it was. And then you know that the whole time. It's very clear for the whole time. There's going to be no miracle at the end Mm -hmm. that that was my perspective on it anyway. But, you know, sometimes you do get surprised. Did you hate this book? I didn't hate it because I thought like the seeds of a good story were there, but I did not enjoy it. Gotcha. Because I, I felt like it was a bit, it felt like a long, it felt a little bit, it was just drawn out. Also, I mean, to go from these other things, like I said, to this was... some Got some um, Shining, Stand, yeah. Salem's Lot. Carrie. Pretty good, pretty good book. Carrie, pretty good books. I like all those. Yeah. I didn't have any major issues with any of those. I mean, I know the Stand was very long. So there's no, so the Stand, you could say maybe there's some slogs every now and then. But I knew that there was going to be a culminating moment that was like big, and there was a chance for people to be redeemed. Mm-hmm. And in this, it was like part of the long walk is that it's a slog. Yeah. That's like it's it, supposed to feel long. The long slog, the long fucking yeah. That's You're supposed of, to feel how they felt when they were yeah in it, and we did. I'm not saying it's good because of that, but I'm just saying that's no. what it is. I yeah. think <laughs> it is a slog. It, it is. I can't. It's almost crazy that's a whole novel. Um, You're right, though. Maybe if it was a short story. I think if they drop you in... So I think the book is 250 pages. If they drop you in 100 pages in, maybe it's better. I mean, isn't that crazy, too? That's not long. I mean, even 200 pages isn't that long. No, it's not that long. It just... It, <laughs> but if you're not into the story or whatever, like if you're not... <coughs> The nature of this story, too, I think it does challenge... I think it is, like... I'll say that about this. It does make you feel like you're on a long goddamn walk. That isn't pleasant. And maybe that's part of the... Right. I'm not going to say genius. Maybe that's part of the conceit of the story or whatever. Um, all right, if we're going to wrap up the plot. So we're down... Uh, a bunch of people get killed. <laughs> a bunch of people, A bunch of people die. Scram dies. Uh, uh, all all of your favorite characters die. That are kind of. I don't even remember that's how. Another, many, that's another. Yeah. Pro, that's another problem. This too many of the characters are too similar to one another. That's the problem as well. There's too me. many. There's too many sardonic, jokey characters in this book. That nobody has too strong of a personality where I could yes. tell clearly who's who. You know how to better. You know would be a better version of this. Have no other characters. Other than Stebbins, Garrity, and McVries. 
We don't need to have every. Just make the other yes. ones unnamed. Yes, exactly. They could still be a part. Call, call them numbers or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Number twenty-seven dies here. There's too many, too much time is spent on these ancillary characters that don't kind of matter. Yeah, anymore. I don't need to know about the um, scram. Yes. I mean, I'll tell me. Guy oh, number ninety-seven. Number ninety-seven has kids or whatever. Yeah, some examples, and I love when they delve into like a little bit of each story. But yeah, like you said, that would make it a lot clearer to me. Try to keep them straight. I bet you right now, if Stephen King wrote the story today, we're starting to write the story. He would focus on three or four characters instead of having like eight to twelve characters. I mean, that's not even just his problem. That's in many things. That's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Even in TV shows. Yeah. Too many characters. Who is who? Too many are too similar to one another. Exactly. I'm in the midst of watching The Sopranos sometimes. Gotta watch that. <laughs> I have to watch it. I, I am I am enjoying it. I can't lie. You would like it. I know. There it's, are some it's, funny moments. There are some brutal moments. It's on my list. It's on my list. I'm surprised you've never watched it. Yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of shit to watch. I've never seen the Godfather movies. I haven't either. I feel like guilty. They're very long, though. I feel guilty for saying that. I've never seen the Godfather movies. It was just, not, it was, I don't even know. I, I've seen it bits and pieces on TV. We've seen Goodfellas. I love Goodfellas. We love, we live Goodfellas. Whenever that's on, that's one of those movies that I just watch, no matter what part it's at. It is a perfect, all right, got nothing else going on. I'm going to watch the rest of Goodfellas. I see that, and I see like The Departed. I'm like, I don't know why. Similar type thing. I don't know what's what uh kids go play in traffic. I'm yeah, gonna right, watch right. the rest of the department. I always tell I always have to tell Duff like <laughs> Go play in traffic. Hey. The kids can't be in the room when this is on. <laughs> Come on now. All right. End of the plot. Uh, uh McFreeze asks Garrity to tell a fairy story to kind of get them through the rest of the day. My cat just jumped jumped up on the table. Uh, eventually, McVries succumbs to his kind of insanity. Unfortunately. Or just tiredness. Not even insanity. He sits down and dies. Gets yep. shot. Yep. Garrity, at that point, realizes he cannot possibly beat Stebbins because Stebbins <laughs> is so far ahead. Seems like he's such in good shape. No signs of weakness. No really. signs of weakness at all. So, Garrity, being the good guy that he is, just wants to go congratulate Stebbins. And as Garrity like goes to tap Stebbins on the shoulder. Stebbins turns around, shrieks at him, falls down and dies. Which was very unexpected, I must say. Very unexpected. They still count off the three warnings and they shoot him in the face. He's fucking dead. It's like, he's dead. We got to make sure. And they, King mentions a shadowy figure in the distance that... John, this is what I don't like. So... <laughs> I didn't know. Here's... So here's the difference. So he makes a difference between the, the major is there to congratulate Garrity for his win. I think Garrity pushes past him to chase this shadowy guy in the distance. My dumb, literal mind thinking he's chasing death. I think he dies. I, I thought think, it was death too. Yeah, I think but... he's dead. So I think they. I think he lives a minute more than sevens and they both and john then what does this mean this whole thing was freaking pointless it's all pointless it's all shitty and why do we do it why do we involve ourselves in this competition shall we dive into my pretentious takeaways on my uh i would love it i would love it 
Okay. From my dumb outline. A young king is seemingly inspired by Orwell with a bit of a Myron twist, adding a televised element to the dystopian horror. Something that he'll touch more upon in The Running Man. You ever read or see The Running Man? No. So The Running Man is more of the... Um, <coughs> that's more the Hunger Games. That's where okay. that's where he does the televised game show, People Die Shit. So that's more Hunger Games than this is, I will say. Uh, so Orwell, when writing his stories, they were kind of a response to fascism in Europe. King's thing, I think, was a response to Vietnam. They always say how, how Vietnam, I could be making this up. I think they said Vietnam was like the first televised war. That's where I think we're getting a lot of these kids getting shot by soldiers element. Right. Like, a lot of kids like kids volunteering. Well, actually, kids, kids volu- were were drafted, but I'm sure a lot volunteered. Kids drafted, also kids volunteering for reasons they don't quite understand. Right, doesn't quite. They're match not up old all enough to make that decision. Exactly. Still, don't know if this is quite matching up or whatever. Um. Also, like they didn't do this for the uh, Iraq War, but I think in the Vietnam War they would show the little body bags coming back from Vietnam. It's a spectacle, man. Exactly. Like that's yeah. I think that I think that's a TV thing that he was getting at. People are still fascinated by this crazy stuff. In the story, these uh, like these people were like cheering on the kids, like "fucking go get him, bro, keep on walking." Like, and that's I don't know. There's something there. I think. Yeah. Vietnam. Pretentious English major over here, John McFadden. <coughs> Uh, I bring up the homophobia thing again. I think Garrity was a self-hating. Yes. Maybe not gay, per- maybe by curious person. I don't know. Right. It fucking sucks that uh felt that way. He felt a little self-destructive because he couldn't accept himself. And maybe the rest of my outline is <laughs> basically why would they why would they do this? And I get back to like so the long walk is on TV. Is it the allure of the like? Does TV make the long walk more excitable? Do you want to be on TV? Do you want to get all this glory? I think that's a lot for some of them. That that is it. Do you want the fame? Do you want the? Uh, it's like it's like um, notoriety. And being an influ- like today would be like being an influencer on right. fucking TikTok or whatever. I know. What do you compare this to? Would it be like being literally being in the Coliseum? Like, don't you get eaten by a lion if like you don't win? It, it's or you get or or why did I you compete so with each other to the death till someone? I think it's wins? A com- I think it's a combination of things. I think it's that. I think like it's, jousting, like uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's and I my the very end of my outline. There's no easy answers. There's the book is up for interpretation. They, he never does spell it out quite easily. You know, this is the hardest thing for me to accept <laughs> because I like to have answers to everything as to why. But I don't know. Sometimes people find entertainment and suffering. Maybe that's why those people were watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the whole time you are questioning why would anyone in their right mind enter into this competition, but they were young kids. And again, that's what you see with that Vietnam connection. It's like a lot of those guys didn't really, even if they were drafted, 
they didn't really fully realize what was what they were going to be faced with once they got there mm-hmm. and then what they were going to come back with. So even if this person wins, whoever wins this, they're going to have to carry all all the deaths that they've seen. What, is, what is winning? So if yeah. – and to, to the book's point, Garrity won. He didn't win, though. But did he yeah. win? Like, yeah, yeah, what did he win? Exactly. So I mean, if he, he does won live, for one if second. he does live, he's fucking crazy. And it, and it, I mean, it seems to me like he died anyway. That's kind of what it hints at. And even if, like you said, if he did walk out of there alive, it's like he has to now carry each jet that he saw s- senseless, senseless deaths. Mm-hmm. And so that's no winning. And they, I mean, I also would question myself, why did I do this after that? You grow up and you learn more and you go look back at your decisions. You're like, why would I, I don't understand what compelled me to join that thing. I mean, we all do a bunch of dumb bullshit when we're 16, but would we do something so dumb as this? I can't see anybody I know doing <laughs> Everybody's too selfish nowadays anyway. If it was for, uh, to make your family proud, I think everybody's just self-interested for the most part nowadays. You know, well, that's where I get back to. I, it would have been maybe better if King explained the world better. If like, if it's if you're so destitute, if you have like no money at all, but it doesn't seem like that. It seems like Garrity got dri- driven there by his mom in a car. This is the like, other thing, John. Yeah, I feel like it's a sense of honor because I think I don't know if it was Garrity or who it was. One of them had a like, um, some kind of party to honor the fact that they were going. Mm-hmm. And if you come out of that, I think all these people throwing you a party makes you want to succeed, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And if you were to, die, well, you won't be alive to see if you shame them, but or if you backed <laughs> out, it would be not good. Not good news. It, you yeah. would have to leave that town. Yeah. Also, if they're betting on him in Vegas, just wondering, are they ranked? <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, I, I, I do think it's our first speed bump in the Stephen King read. It wasn't horrible. But we got some interesting conversation out of it, at the very yeah. least. It's uh, worth being, like, critical of this. If you ever want to rewrite the book, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're a multimillionaire. Are you a billionaire? I just fell into the mic. Sorry. I bet, I bet you, <laughs> I, bet, I, I think if you asked him today, he'd be like, yeah, it's not my best work. I th- yeah, I think. And. Maybe we're being overly critical. Well, that's the other thing, too. He's a different person now. Like, he, this was when he was, he, re, he wrote this when he was 21, 20 years old. He's fucking 70 now. Or Damn, really? Yeah. yeah, he's like, imagine being that old. Like, imagine doing something. Imagine, so imagine reevaluating something that you did 50 years ago. Imagine rereading your college papers. Yeah, this is basically a How co- much of a nitwit you sound like. <laughs> This is basically like a college paper that he wrote 50 years ago. Kind of crazy, right? I literally can't imagine reading any of that. I was thinking that. How embarrassing. Not for him, I'm saying for myself to (laughs) reread my old stuff. Oh, my my shit would be fucking cringy too. So I I bet this is probably a step up from anything that I wrote when I was uh, 20, 21 years old. It's, It's got good bones. There, there's some re- yeah, there's some really good ideas in here. But do it's just, I? It's just very hard. Yeah. Do I recommend? Like, I don't know if I could. So basically, if, if anyone ever came up to me and said, "Hey, recommend a Stephen King book to me," 
There's no fucking way in hell I'm going to recommend this book. There's too many other good ones. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to find the time to read all of them. Yeah. We After we do all these, we're going to have to say our favorites. So I was going to throw an idea to you that I saw from another podcast. Um, okay, go on. A best of the decade. So Ooh. we're coming to uh, the close of the 70s. Ooh. We might have... Is... Uh, Is the Dead Zone in the seventies? I think it is. Let me see. This is good for live podcasting. <coughs> John is googling fiercely. <laughs> I'm googling the Dead Zone book. I'm a fucking idiot. So yes, the Dead Zone also came out in seventy nine. So maybe after we do the Dead Zone. It's going to be a tough one. Maybe we could do a uh, best of 70s retrospective rankings of uh, our favorite books, our favorite moments. I like that. Um, yeah, I think that could be a good wrap up. Yeah, because after the Dead Zone, then we go into the 80s with Firestarter. Ooh. So. Uh, I'm interested in that, that one. It feels very 80s, too. I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. You could definitely tell there's a shift. I mean, yeah. I've only seen commercials for the movie. I don't even. It's about an evil child, maybe? I don't know. Like a, I've never seen it. I just know Drew Barrymore. <laughs> like a superpowered child? Like Stranger Things was very influenced by uh, Firestarter. Cool. I'll say that. I like it. So, yeah. Okay. Maybe after um, maybe after that zone, we'll do a Best of the 70s episode. Then we'll pop into the 80s. Baby. Wahoo. Baby. Wahoo. All right, G. Yeah, final thoughts. Do you have any hopes and dreams for the next for the next book? Are you dreading the next book? No, no. Are you looking forward to it? I am really looking forward to the next one. It's very promising looking from the back cover. I think it has a lot of potential. And uh, is it freaky? Any supernatural? It's supernatural. It's freaky in that. Not your traditional sense of horror, but is it is it because you could put yourself in the person's shoes because it could happen to you? It's free, yeah, yeah. So it's freaky in that, like, what if? Yeah, yeah. Like, what if I had this supernatural power, and what if I saw this? Yeah, yeah. I like that. So I'm excited about it. This will be that would be a good. So I kind of like that we had this book, and then it's a buffer. It will be. uh, So this was the. uh, the bed buffer, then we'll get, we're going to level up. They can't all be, you know, they're not the same level. Be, of, yeah, they're not all going to be good. Like, yeah, you can't so, expect that. Yeah, so I'm going to look at the bibliography real quick. <laughs> so Firestarter, yeah, that'll, that'll be that'll be a fun read. Then we got Road Work, which is going to be, uh, that's going to be rough. That sounds like a, oh my God. What's Road that Work guy? is going to be a rough read. That's That's another Bachman book. That yeah, literally so. sounds like that guy from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> who am I thinking of? Oh, fuck. I know who you're talking about. I fucking know who you're talking about. I forget. Oh, there's a big guy and a little guy. <laughs> what, what? I can't remember. What, oh, the black sheep guy. Oh, down. Oh, yeah, fuck. When you say road work, I just picture a comedy. <laughs> so it's not a comedy is what you're saying. Not okay. a comedy. Dang it. So I'm going to lay it out. So we got The Dead Zone. Firestarter, Roadwork, Cujo. Oh, I read Cujo before. You read that before? Yep. Okay. 
And then we got The Running Man, which I think, about that one now. I think will be the best of the Bachman books, in my opinion. And by the way, that actor's name is Chris Farley. I Chris can't Farley. believe I forgot. We, <laughs> we heart you, Chris Farley. We love you. R.I.P. I, so I guess uh, I guess my final thoughts. Um, long walk, <laughs> not great, but interesting. Yes, uh, that's fair. Would have preferred it if it was a novella instead of a novel or a short story. Whatever, cut a hundred pages out of this. Thing yeah, we and like it gets that. A lot better. It's a great idea. And not sound too, not sound too down. I I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. Now we dumped on this book a little bit, but there's good stuff on the horizon, bro. So we got Yay. that going. I'm excited. Gee, we're also coming up on our, uh, we're not quite there yet, almost our one year anniversary of doing this. I think our first episode aired in August. Really? And we're in May. So. What was the first book again? Carrie. Wow. I mean. But so we probably recorded that in September? Probably. Or, no, we probably recorded it in late July. Oh, okay. So. <clears throat> I mean, it started off strong. It did start off strong. So if we do another book review, then we will have done six books in 12 months. It doesn't sound like a lot. It doesn't sound like a lot. <laughs> if, you have ch- if you have children like you do, and if you're a fucking irresponsible asshole like I am, then it's a lot. This last book, though, this 200-pager... It was like I feel like it took, the, I feel like it took us longer to read this and review this than the stand. Yeah, and the stand. Yeah. I mean, the stand happened. It started over the holidays. Yeah, and when you're Irish like we are, you got to <laughs> give us an extra time to come off it. But then St. Patrick's Day happened, so for what two people that do? for two people that do stuff and you do way more stuff than I do, I, I think really we're don't. at a not bad pace. Yeah, we're, I think it'll go. We, we, we got over a big hump with the stand. It was a long book. We I th- we can get our way through the 70s if we get this next book done before September or August. Yeah. All right. I'm excited we, about we it. We can do that. Let's do it. All right, G. Got anything else? Any parting words? Anything to plug? <laughs> anything to plug? <laughs> anything uh, to plug? No. Next podcast, so. plug next podcast. I just yeah, my next podcast will be <laughs> on no. Um, I just want to say have a great weekend, or I hope if it's a Monday and you're listening to this, you have. A, I'm not going to say happy Monday because I hate that. Have a great drive to work, and hope the week goes fast. That's about it. All I got. Get, <laughs> what was that? All I got to say is. Long days and pleasant nights.